This podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors and Dakota 283 Kennels. To save you 10% at Gundog Outdoors, head over to Gundog Outdoors at gundogoutdoors.com and use code RINGNECKS to save you 10%. To save yourself 10% on Dakota 283 Kennels and their other products, head over to dakota283.com and use code RNR10, that's RNR10, to save yourself 10%. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushem and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ringnecks and Retrievers. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushem and Dustin. Hunters, welcome back to the Flushman Dustin podcast. Uh, we're excited to have you back. We took a couple week break. Uh, we had some things going on, and uh, so we're excited to get back to dropping you guys episodes and uh, keeping the Upland community strong and keep it growing. Uh, tonight we have Dave Lessard from uh, Under 40 Yards. You can find him on uh, Instagram as well as YouTube. So, Dave, if you'd like to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background. Sure. Hey, uh, thanks, Nick and Tyler. Really, really appreciate being here. Um, always great to talk to other Upland guys, even though we're total strangers, but I've been kind of following you guys for a little bit. So it's cool to see some of the stuff you guys are up to. Um, my name's Dave Lassard. I, I uh, run a, a YouTube channel called Under 40 Yards, which is mostly Upland hunting. Um, I'm from North Central Illinois small town nights outside of Rockford. Um, I grew up in far north suburbs of Chicago, about probably about an hour from where we're sitting right now, and started bird hunting when I was about, let's see, it was 1987, believe it or not. So I've been at it for a while. I've been hunting grouse for, this will be my 34th year. Um, I started um, right, I think I was 13. You know, I got my hunter's ed at 12. I think I missed that first season, and I went when I was 12. So I've been after after it ever since. So I kind of consider myself a rough grouse hunter before anything, even though I probably spend more days afield chasing roosters than anything. But um, you know, my heart's up in the North Woods. So, was, do you uh, do you mainly hunt in Illinois then, or is it kind of Actually, you know, Illinois, I waterfowl hunt in Illinois. Uh, some, I, you know, no one ever accused me of being a waterfowl hunter, but um, I will do that here. But almost all of my hunting is in Wisconsin. Um, I'm really close to the border. Uh, the programs in Wisconsin are just better. Uh, Wisconsin is far superior for the sportsman, certainly than Illinois, um, especially Northern Illinois where I am. Uh, it's, it's pretty weak. Some, some of the counties out to the West you can find yeah. some birds um, in the south. You can find some birds, but right where I am, it's it's kind of barren. You know, it's it's all ag. Um, everything's been removed, so habitat is pretty limited. Uh, but even in Wisconsin, it's really the same situation. But the difference there is they have uh, a DNR stocking program, so yeah. they're not wild birds. Um, but you know, there's there's 20 some states across the country that have a similar program. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I want wild birds, I head to the North Woods. So I try to get up there as much as I can. 
I have a lot of family up there. Um, so we rough grouse hunt and woodcock hunt. Oh, nice. So I'm sure with your 34 years of experience, you got a couple of good stories that you can give us. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the good stories always happen in the grouse woods. And, uh, you know, we have some good stories for the, for the pheasant field too, but it, it's just the weirdest things for all the grouse hunters out there. Just weird things happen in the, in the woods, especially the North woods. And probably my favorite memory is, uh, with my buddy, Tom, hopefully he's listening, but, um, about four or five years ago, we were hunting with his lab. He hunts with a lab. Uh, I have a Vishla and I also have a GSP, but, uh, I was with the Vishla in his lab. And we're in the Northwoods, Wisconsin. This is in the Hayward area, if you're familiar. And um, we hunt, we walk a lot. You know, we walk, we hit the woods. So the dogs are back in kind of the swamp alders, tag alders, it's kind of wet, which is a woodcock type area. And we had just, I think we had just shot about four grouse, which was, it was kind of a gift set up for us. So we were kind of already on a high and, uh, the dogs were back in the brush. We heard some commotion. Look up, here comes a woodcock. It's flying right at us. And if you've ever hunted a woodcock, woodcock do the weirdest things. They fly weird. They do weird things. They look weird. Um, they're just so much fun. He flies right at Tom's head. I don't hunt it with and, woodcock, but I hunt with Tyler. He looks pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> this bird flies directly at Tom's face and he's kind of protecting himself, you know, with the, with his shotgun almost hits it, hits it with the tip of his gun. It flies over my head. He misses. I don't even know if he shot cause it flew over my head. I ducked to shoot and I fired off a shooting an autoloader at the time. I think I unloaded on it and uh, we laughed about it for a minute and he looks up, he feels something on his neck and the bird shit on him. <laughs> so, that's funny we you know if you go to my channel it's the video is on my channel it's called when Wood, woodcock attack and oh, it's got to be the first time anyone's been shit on by a woodcock wall <laughs> at least while video recording so that was probably um, the most memorable you know recently um but there's you know there's a hundred stories from the family my uncles my brothers my dad all grew up grandfather all grew up grouse hunting and you know, there's a million stories that we have, but that's probably the, the still the freshest in my mind. And we watch that video every year before we go just to laugh. So, oh man, <laughs> we're definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Woodcock, I know you have, you've had some previous guests that do some woodcock hunting and yes, you yep. can relate. It's just a funny bird. They do weird things. They're mm -hmm. just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We've never been up to the North Woods. I think it'd be kind of a cool experience to, yeah. to check it out and just see. Yeah what it's like how is it so you know you were you're saying you hunt with a vishla and your buddy hunts with a, a lab how does how does that mix work in the north woods compared to if you're hunting you know upland roosters you know pheasant how yeah. is how does that compare it's actually in my opinion it works out well because um for one my vishla now he's sort of semi-retired now but uh, so my GSP is kind of taking over, but, um, previous years he had a pointing lab. So, you know, it did point some, so she would pause, but you know, of course she's an excellent retriever and my Vishla is not worth a shit with bringing yeah. birds back. So, you know, he covers a lot of ground, he moves fast and she's, she's, you know, a closer working dog. Um, 
so she found a lot of down birds that that he would point flush and shoot and she would retrieve so to me it was kind of a compliment you know those two breeds um, because they really work in two different ranges um, you know the pointing dogs are a little bit further ranging dog um, with the labs and retrievers it is work tighter it's just a totally different um, scenario you know you're expecting um, you know all pointing um, but it's just not it's different so I, I was a little apprehensive at first but we make it work out so and I, I went with another guy that runs a lab too so nice. I guess I'm the weird guy with a couple pointers but yeah we run I mean we got retrievers and uh, we funded one of Nick's is it your uh, who, who's the guy that has the Vishla oh How's yeah your uh, relation to you yeah um, my wife's uh, dad's brother uh, so we Hunt with him every year. He's got a Vishla, works well most of the time. His dog's pretty rangy, yeah. so yeah. Uh, it doesn't always go well. It doesn't seem like she always wants to point. And then the other thing we ran into is when it gets super cold out, she freezes up. She does yeah. not want to hunt when yeah. it's cold. Right. That's. I mean, we all have the same problem with. Yeah. With Vishlas, um, they you know they're high energy. They move fast. I almost cover too much ground, you know, if I'm comparing the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. I mean, she's a great dog. Um, it, I, I don't think he's put a lot of time into training her, so that would be yeah. – I mean, that's the big difference. You know, if he'd right. yeah. spend more time uh, training her in the field, obviously she, she'd be a little bit more steady, a little bit better, come yeah. come better to commands. Uh, yeah. But she's still a great dog. Um, yeah, and her and Diesel hunt together, and actually works out well because, like you said, Diesel's a black lab, and he retrieves well, and – she sure. usually finds the birds if he doesn't so right right yeah i think it's a good compliment i don't there's not a lot of pairs out there like that you know no. yeah um if mine retrieved then maybe you know i could get both but oh wow <laughs> so, <laughs> so USP, that's my goal with him but yeah. yeah so what drew you to the the vishlas and the the gsps um the vishla is all my wife's fault basically uh I was, I grew up with a GSP when I was a kid. Um, and I have literally a hundred stories about that dog. He was more like a wild animal than a bird dog, but um, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, he's the, he was the first dog that I saw point or was a GSP. So my uncle used to raise and kind of had a small amateur kennel and he raised GSPs and he probably had a dozen dogs at one point. And the first time I saw one work was, was at a pheasant preserve. And I, I would think I was maybe 10 or 11 years old, kind of like your stories, you know, when you guys yep. first started going out, I saw that dog point and I thought, what the hell? I'd never seen anything like that before. And this is so cool. So a pointing breed has always been in my mind because of that experience. And then having him later, even though we didn't hunt him a lot, um, I knew about the Vishla. I had a friend that had a Vishla. Um, you know, mine's nine years old. If you're talking 10 years ago, they were starting to gain in popularity quite a bit, but most people still really hadn't heard of them. And there happens to be a breeder outside here in, in the Rockford area that's uh, kind of nationally known for raising Vishlas. And I reached out to them, uh, went to visit, um, mainly because we we're going to have an inside dog and um, we didn't want a lot of hair, you know, labs are, are dirtier dogs. Um, Vishla's really are the, probably the cleanest dog there is, you know, um, 
they don't shed a lot. They don't, they don't really have an odor. Uh, so a lot of people are attracted to that, I suppose, but I knew they were good athletes. Um, so we went out to check one out and they happen to have a, a litter on the ground. A um, couple of weeks uh, past our visit, they had another litter already. So we got to see him and uh, he had one opening. So I kind of took the last dog. I wanted a male. Um, and because I was hunting him, because a lot of some Vishla buyers don't hunt. Um, I'm not going to say the majority. I really don't know what the percentage I is. I know but. three people that have Vishlas and one of them hunts. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, I should it, say, it, I should take that back. Nate Strickler, I kind of know him too through here. Yeah. He hunts. So I know four right. people. Two of them hunt, two of them don't. Yeah. Well, he's like the ultimate Vishla guy, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> but, uh, so if there's, if anyone's listening and they want a Vishla and you do hunt uh, and you find a breeder that hunts, my, my thing is to emphasize that a lot because I, I'm pretty sure that I, I bumped someone else in line. So all those dogs <laughs> were spoken for until I showed up and he asked me, what do you want to hunt with him? I said, well, of course, what else, why else would I have this dog? <laughs> and he marks me down and, uh, and uh, I think his wife had kind of gave him the side eye, like, did you just cross someone off and move him in? But um, so that was, that was a good tip. And then I hunted at his, he also ran a, a hunt club right on site. Yeah. Um, so he had training birds, pigeons, um, everything available to kind of get started and a couple hundred acres of land. So it was a really good opportunity to get started, uh, with that dog and, um, kind of started the video. Does he do training too then? He, he did do some training. Um, he's kind of retired at that point. He was really retired from the sport, but they do a lot of testing, AKC testing, nice. horseback stuff. So a lot of, a lot of the, the guys in the beach, the world are, are big horseback riders. Um, so if you fit into <laughs> that world, it, it's a little bit, yeah, cause you know, the, it, the, the horseback riders, they're, they're sending the vehicles out three, 400 yards, aren't they? And then, yeah. Yeah. Some of the guys like the big West guys, you know, they want a dog that goes a quarter mile or, or better even, um, I'm yeah, looking for a grouse dog. Yeah, I'm looking for one that's a little tighter. Um, <laughs> usually, usually how, run a little tighter. <laughs> how would you find a thing if it's three quarters of a mile out in the woods? G- GPS yeah, good, tracker. Good GPS, yeah. You yeah, know, shit. Jesus. I don't actually run a GPS collar. Um, I don't want my dog that far away. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, if we go out west this year that's what I'll want. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see, see if the dog so, can adapt and, and me too. Yeah. So do you travel then a lot out of Illinois, obviously then Dave, just Wisconsin. It's oh, the really? only, uh, yeah, really? the only other state we hunt. So we, we focus so much on grouse and woodcock that, um, this year, my plans are to, to, uh, hit North Dakota, um, fun. for some sharp tails. So we're going to so, go to South Dakota and we're going more to the right. central part of the state and we're going to try to get on some Sharpies ourselves for a first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, sounds fun. Hopefully, you know, I, yeah, they got to, they got to smell like a wild bird. So hopefully dogs just go after right. them. <laughs> we, we definitely got to share notes maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Learn yeah. yeah well, if yeah, we find any dropping pins, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll be our first year. I don't even know what to expect when one flies up. I'm going to have, like, I'm going to have a Google map or actually I'm going to have a drop down on the end of my barrel. <laughs> yep. Right bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have to watch some some videos of them flying up because I'll have no idea. You know, yeah, when you know, one gets up. That, 
that that audible kind of laugh, I guess. So maybe that'll help, but you know, keep the hen pheasants, uh, you know, from being shot. But yeah, I, yeah, I no imagine kidding. after a few a few flushes, you will probably tune right into what what's what. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah You're gonna definitely. have to come to uh, Iowa, starting to get uh, more Hungarian partridge. Really? So we've been here this I last would... year. We've heard a lot of it. We got one. Uh, we didn't know what it was at first when it got up, so we we almost didn't shoot it. And then we're like, yeah. "Oh, hey, I think we can shoot that." So we shot no it. Kidding. Um, yeah, and then we have a couple people that follow us that say they got into them and shot, shot the hell out of them. Yeah, no kind kidding. Of, so kind of north north yeah. of Cedar Rapids, an hour or so. Okay. Was a couple of the main areas that guys contacted us, and yeah, I haven't even heard those birds around. That you know, I didn't have any idea yeah. what it was when yeah. flew up and gave a little whistle and yeah um yeah it's pretty cool to see yeah that would that would be love to get into those i think the seasons for sharp tail and huns are a little bit off for when each hunting is better than the other but yeah um, i know you i know you can hook up on them at the same time if if you catch the right time of year but yeah definitely do you ever do you ever run into any in the north woods do you ever run into any predators that you've had issues with um, we have not, um, sometimes I carry a, a sidearm with me, um, for that reason, there are wolves up there, you know, for years, the Wisconsin DNR denied the existence of wolves. And of course, since then we know that that's, it's not true. And there are wolves yeah. up there. Um, we've heard some, um, my brother and I about probably about 20 years now, maybe 25 years now, we saw a puma, a black cat. So but that's about it. You know, there's also an elk management area where we go. Um, we hear them, but we, we never see them. You know, the woods are pretty yeah. thick. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, we haven't had any that trouble. Now there's still bear roaming around um, at that time of year. There's a lot of bear hunters kind of early part of October that are running the trails. And we typically hunt second week to the last week of October is when kind of the prime time is. <clears throat> Most of the bear guys are gone, but there are still a few out. So um, occasionally we'll run into one, but they're, you know, they're as afraid of them as yeah. we are. So they're, they're gone. So, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if they ever had issues with your dogs or anything coming no, up on them. No. Or, yeah. so it's, uh, it's definitely it's always a worry. Yeah. Especially if you have a big running dog and, and you can't get them back or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yep, for sure. Um, so you, you, how old is your GSP that you got? He is two now. So I got him, um, my Vizsla about two and a half years ago got really sick. And we took him to about every vet in the area um, and nobody could figure out what's wrong. Uh, so if anyone's listening from the Rockford area, let me know a good vet because I haven't met one here. Um, <laughs> well, that's not good. So he, uh, I was ready to put him down. I. I left for work one day and he was, we had to put him in the garage because, um, he was leaking out of every, you know, orifice. And, uh, I thought he was a goner. It was springtime. So it was pretty cold still. And I came, I got up in the morning to go to work and he was standing by the door, but he's clearly, it was, it was something desperately wrong with him. Uh, so we took him to the vet. They said he pulled the muscle. It obviously it was not that it was something internal. Um, about a week after that, uh, this huge abscess just burst on his chest. So it kind of came to the surface and it was the, it was one of the gnarliest wounds I had ever seen. Um, 
so we actually we we have a family friend who or a, a family member who's friends with an ag vet and she 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 suggested that we treat it with um some other antibiotics for cattle and uh, so we did that treated him kind of patched him up and during that time i thought well i need to start looking for a dog because if this dog doesn't make it you guys know it takes a couple of years to get a good dog on the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I'm like, I can't go two seasons with, you know, without a dog. So we started looking for a GSP kind of casually at a couple breeders in Wisconsin. There's, there's a lot of good breeders out here in the Midwest, same with Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin have a lot of great breeders. And um, we went up to see him. Turns out he has one dog left. Um, and I was just going to go look at him. We got to know the breeder. I could tell he was serious about his business as he was about the dogs um, and not to take the last choice, but my visa was kind of the last choice too. So <laughs> I was just going to say, you're, you, uh, <laughs> you're not first or last. That's what you're doing here. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, I take the last choice and, um, and uh, he's, he's been a, a fantastic dog. I really like this dog. So his personality is just, he's more biddable. Um, he doesn't cover as much ground as a Vishla, which, in my opinion, is an advantage. Yeah. Um, especially in the grouse woods, a lot of, you know, a lot of times the Vichel will run over birds because he's just moving too fast, um, uh, especially woodcock too. Um, so the Vichel, or the DSP is a little more deliberate. So he moves and he can consequently hunt longer uh, during the day and he's just built stronger. Um, yep. Vichel's lightweight. Um, they move through the woods really well, um, but they're, they're just not as durable. I think is a GSP and that dog can just kind of go and colder yeah. weather. He's better in, you know, it's not, it's not going to yeah. be like your lab, but it's pretty close. You know, I, I've hunt down below zero with them this past year and, and it wasn't a, a big issue, you know, yeah. as long as you're reasonable, you know, you can't yeah. be a dummy and stay out there for six hours, but you know, yeah. A couple hours and keep moving. Yeah. He'll be all right. Yeah. But he's a, uh, he's a good dog. He, he listens well. Um, you know, like me. everyone, your story of picking out uh, your dog reminds me of uh, when I kind of picked out Diesel. I found a breeder that I was going to get him from, and I put my deposit down said, yeah, I'll, I want the first pick of all black males because I happened to get in soon enough. And the litter that I was going to, one black male out of the whole litter. And I think there's nine pups, and I was like, <laughs> you got to be shitting me. And wow. so I go out to see him, and he is this – he's the biggest dog in the group. And he's yeah. fat and he can barely walk. And I'm thinking, oh my God. And they're like, this is your dog. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I want him. Yeah. Like, nope, yeah. this is, this is what I was meant to have. That's how I looked at it. So I took him and I couldn't be happier with him. He's a fantastic dog. Not only with my kids, but out in the field, he's got to drive for days. So that's great. Uh, it, yeah. It ended up working out. But when I first saw him, I was like, oh man, I just got the turd with the fucking group. Right, right. <laughs> That's I, thought. It's my biggest fear, right? I mean, yeah. like, it's, I think it's everybody's fear, but, you know, in the end, a good breeder is building exactly what we need. You know, if, if, he, if he's a breeder focused on hunting, um, you know, I get questions quite a bit about, you know, where should I get my dog? And go to a reputable breeder, you know, um, they're in the business of, of making the right choices, yes. you know, yes. I mean, they get it wrong sometimes, but um, for the most part, I think it's it's a pretty safe, safe assumption. No, why did you get a male? 
Um, so I always had a male growing up. So my parents got me a black lab uh, when I was, I don't know, I think I was 10 or so ish. And then yeah. they got him for me and I always hunted with him and I loved it and he's my best friend. And then I had a female and we spaded her and she didn't seem to have as much drive as much like, I guess I'm, I would consider myself not an aggressive person, but a very like forward, like, let's go, let's do this, get it done. So I guess I kind of wanted that same personality as me. Um, my female just didn't show that same. She was, she was a great hunter, but she just didn't have that. Like, I'm going to jump through fucking barbed wire and get this bird where like diesel would do that. It'll jump through brush and all that stuff, you know? So it's kind of why I went with them, uh, uh, at at first. And I think I'm going to get another male when I get one. Cool. Yeah. I I think I would stick the same too. Mostly because I have two daughters and everyone's a girl. The cat's a girl. Everyone's a girl. I'm the same boat. Just had my second daughter and I'm done having kids. So yeah, you know, and I, I think they are from what my little experience that I had with training uh, Denali was her name with training her versus my males. She was much easier to train. I didn't have to like yell that hard or use force like with a shot collar or pressure yeah. or anything like that. She would just, okay. We're like diesel, man, he's a hard headed son of a bitch. No, I bet. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I'm like, God dog, come on. Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny how some are. Um, I was always admired labs or just ability to just crash brush. You know, like yep. the, my the two buddies I hung with that have labs, they just go straight through it. You know, where the visual will jump over most of it. Yep. Uh, the, the GSP kind of, you know, he, he navigates a little more. It's a little kind of a cross between them both. Yep. But those labs, they just, you can hear them coming like a train, you know, they, they don't really uh, zig and zag. They just <laughs> they're coming through it. So, Fullbacks you know, coming right pretty, through. Yeah. Pretty tough. But I, I had, um, you know, when I was a kid, we had that GSP and 30 years ago, I'm no dog expert. Uh, don't get me wrong, but me neither observations from when I was a kid and that dog versus this GSP I had, um, you know, I'm telling my wife all these stories about this dog and, and my buddies could tell you to the T the things that that dog would do. Um, you know, whether it was killing the neighbor's chickens, um, eating firecrackers, um, <laughs> eating bottle rockets. I mean, he killed every animal in sight. I mean, literally there was not an animal he came across that he didn't kill. Uh, fox, she raccoon, coyote. <laughs> he was just like a, he was a stone cold killer, that dog. And, and, uh, but he was sweet to people, you know? So looking back, you know, I'm telling my wife some of these stories and she's like, Oh my God, why would you want another GSP? Cause when, when I went to get the second dog, I thought, you know, let's, to me, maybe upgrade or change things up from the Visha a little, little bit and try to get some different skill sets. Um, one is mostly retrieving. Um, it's just more likely to get a retriever with a GSP, but yep. just that toughness, you know, so you, know, you, you spend a week in the grouse woods and, you know, any dog is kind of like a puddle after the end of the day, but um, hopefully he can hold up a little bit better. But, um, but the breeding that they have done, you know, is deliberate, right? Because they're breeding yep. house dogs now. Back then, there wasn't a dog, you know, in, in five miles where I live that lived inside, a hunting dog anyway. Yep. They were all kennel dogs. Uh, my uncle's dogs, he had 12 of them. 
they were all kennel dogs and they were wild, wild dogs, um, great hunters, super athletes, but you wouldn't want them, you know, roaming around your living room, you know, it would look like a mess. So, and my dog was the same. He was a kennel dog outside. And, uh, so, you know, the breeding kind of goes into that cause you can get away with more, um, maybe rude behavior from a dog if he's like that. So, yep. Fast forward 30 years later, these breeders are now recognizing that, you know, these things are 99% pets first and 1% hunting. Let's face it, you know, unless you are, you're doing this for a living, you know, we're all weekend warriors like everybody else. And, you know, so they bred that mildness into all these lines and it's a totally different GSP now that I have than I had as a kid. Um, just a totally different dog you know yeah i'd say they're tougher too like if i even think back about like jackson he he was an outdoor dog um and he black lab just like diesel um but he was outside all year long didn't matter if it was 100 degrees or minus 30 degrees he was an outdoor dog he was he was tough as nails yeah didn't bother him it didn't seem like either come out and he's ready to roll yeah (laughs) Yeah, my uh, my one as a kid survived to uh, being shot twice by the neighbor. So <laughs> for, for going after chickens, so it's a uh, that's that's a whole story there. But uh, he survived that. But he didn't like the neighbor after that much. But <laughs> no, I imagine not. <laughs> what do you shoot him with? Uh, just some bird shot. So I I came home from football practice one day from high school, and usually the dogs all over me. And I said, Hey, what's you know his name was Bandit perfect name and uh yeah, bob shot him today my dad says yeah. well maybe we, maybe we should have a look at him so we we happen to know the vet that lived up the road from us and he opened his shop up like nine o'clock at night just to see my dog and uh turned out he was fine it really didn't break the hide um so he just gave him some uh antibiotics and and we were off and three days later it was like nothing happened so that dog was he was something that's crazy uh, <laughs> So Dave, shot my you, first you also, over here. you also do a little uh, photography, videoing. Tell us about how yeah. you got into starting to videotape hunts. Uh, um, and do you do that for yourself or for your friends or do people? Just, yeah, it just started. It? It, yeah, um, it basically just started. It started with that Vishla Kaiser. Um, when I got him, um, it was more to kind of document kind of his puppy year is uh, puppy days i guess puppy months and um it's something i've always kind of been interested a little bit um so most of the videos were just private videos that i kept for myself and share with my buddies and then i started doing a little bit more with youtube and kind of getting into it and kind of like you say look out on youtube and there's not a lot of upland content no um and it was even worse you know 10 years ago um it, it's it's gotten dramatically better you know everyone is getting is getting really good at it so i kind of just, just you start improving on that and then you start improving on your training too because video is so honest um pictures you can fake you know yeah. i mean yeah. i can i can put things on instagram that make things look pretty good um when in the background it's a shit show you know yeah. Um, yeah. but on video it's a lot of, it's a lot harder to to fake so uh, you can edit things out and, and I do that, but, uh, I don't like to edit all the failures out, you know, missing, um, missing is part of life. You know, I mean, that's part of the hunt, not everything's killing and, and, um, you, you're going to do more missing than anything. So 
Yeah, I feel you um, on that. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, how'd, you, how'd you come up with the under 40 yards? Uh, that was kind of just a play on, uh, I used to shoot in a trap league, you know, um, and I've been shotgunning for, I guess, for a long time. And, and typically that's the range you're working in is yeah. under 40 yards. So I thought it sounded kind of cool. So yeah. that's what I laid down cool. for the channel. And, um, and it's kind of just stuck since then. Nice. What are you, so what kind of cameras are you running? We bought ourselves some GoPros this year. Yeah, nah, I bought do... myself a Chinese thing well, to try it out. Yeah. It's a go Chinese GoPro, basically. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't go. <laughs> yeah. right. His record button seems to not work. Yeah. Uh, but what do you, like, I mean, that's what we have, and it, the battery life kind of sucks on them, but yeah, is that what you're battery, running? or? Yes, I am. Um, I started off maybe like you guys. Um, here's one of them here, but with a with a knockoff gopro i was like man i'm not paying how much for a gopro you know it was like you know this was back in like 2013 or something when i when i wanted one and they were expensive then they're still expensive now but um yeah it, you know, once i switched to it i was like oh man it's so much better you know yeah. those knockoff ones i tried just they just never worked no um, mine doesn't either it sucks and i always yeah, I'm like oh i yeah. should get one of these but then like i buy a new gun and then my wife's like oh i thought you wanted to get a gopro i'm like well exactly. I did, but i just uh, i just bought a new gun like uh, a couple weeks ago i was uh been kind of looking for an ar and i couldn't find one, couldn't find <laughs> one. and uh i called her and she never picked up so i bought the ar brought nice. it home and it was Oh, what's this? And I said, "Well, you never picked up your phone." So, <laughs> and well, you and I have the same thought process. Like I had that exact same thought. You know, I tried to communicate it with you. Yeah, I said the guy told me he just got him in, and I'm like, I we I haven't been able to find one. So I sat there, and he said he had 40 rounds left, and I'm like, hmm. Well, I guess I better take that an extra mag. You know, get the scope. <laughs> done. done yeah okay yeah uh, that's awesome so yeah yeah so that's so why I, I that's why i haven't got myself a real gopro because usually i find something bigger that i want and then that's yeah, 300 dollars. Yeah. she's like do you really yeah, right, i'm like right. mm, i guess not <laughs> right i i did upgrade this year to the nine so i kind of went every threes i got the three then i got the six and now i have the nine and uh you don't in my opinion you don't really hey you don't really need the ones in between because they're always uh you know yeah. incremental increases but the nine has is brought some huge technology changes that for a videographer uh makes things just a lot better yeah um, so for for point of view i use i use a gopro hi there what's her name this is miss maya hey miss maya how are you she's pretty good she came down to visit <laughs> Mine are teenagers, so they'll just uh, glare at me and walk out of the room. <laughs> the age they don't like you. <laughs> right, right. Um, so for the point of view, I use a GoPro. And then um, for my B-roll, I use a mirrorless camera, okay. uh, interchangeable lens camera. So I carry that on my side. I got the GoPro on my head. Head mount to me is the best mount. And... And then I got, you know, I've got my e-collar remote, you know, the, the modern Upland Hunter. It's got a lot yeah. of stuff going on, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to take everywhere. my 
my phone from now on and connect it to like a ring doorbell yeah. because it just turns on when motion happens. So then maybe right, when right. a bird flies, it'll there catch you it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I started with my phone. I would literally hold it as I shot one-handed, you know, at, at our pheasant preserve that I was hunting when I was training this Vishla. Well, I say training, you know, I was just there behind him, you know, and uh, he was training me. So he's you know, what a bird is. Yeah. But you know, you learn a few things from each other, I think after a while, but, but yeah, yeah. I think the GoPro is still the best system out there. There are, there are some other ones that are really close um, that I considered, but um, the whole ecosystem with GoPro, the mount, I already had all the mounts, you know, that's yeah. the other thing is you start buying all these mounts and connectors, you know, you're going to have as much into the stupid camera and the connectors as you do the camera. So yeah. the only thing that stick with it, but. sucks is I had, so I bought the eight and I wish I would have waited for the nine, but I didn't realize it was coming out, but it, I wish the, <clears throat> you could, the batteries for like the older versions would work for the yeah, newer ones right. too. So you wouldn't have to buy all the brand new batteries just because well, one they don't last that long but right yeah the batteries suck on all gopros new old the newer ones bigger it still sucks yeah you know because the the unit uses more power so it, yeah. it, it yeah. i think the time life is the same but um i do have a solution so i'll send that to you okay what i run um external battery pack on my head gear so i never curious. run out of battery power um I was, that I was trying to find one of those. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find one of those last year and I could never come across a good one for the nine. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. You can just make one. Um, I'll send you some ideas that works for me Perfect. and uh, it, you're in it for 20 bucks, you know? Oh, oh. nice. Yeah. yeah dude, there were so many times last year. Cause you, you know, you get to the December, January and it's cold. So the battery lasts even less yeah. and I would can, continuously turn it on and off to try to save yeah. battery life and half the time the i was never ready to turn it on when the bird would flush you know and right yeah I'm like this is stupid just messing with this i'm wasting more time trying to to fiddle fuck no. with it basically honestly your eight is probably a more reliable camera than this nine the nine has got a lot of bugs still in it they've the latest firmware has improved a lot um, but when I, when I got it, I was up, uh, I got it after Christmas this year Yeah. and, um, they had a special going on. So, so I went up for a grouse hunt new year's Eve and it was cold and, uh, it flaked on me so much that I had to put it in a bag and pull out my old one. Oh, um, dang. it just didn't run. It went, it went crazy and I was going to return it and, and I had to reflash the, the OS and the memory on it. And, and it seems to be better now, um, but we'll see when September yeah. comes, you know? Yeah. I know the, I don't know how good the video quality is on the nine, but I mean, if it's better than what the eight is, that thing is like yeah, crystal clear. It's yeah, super good. To me, video. the biggest thing with GoPro is the stabilization. When they came oh, out yeah. with stabilization, that was a total game changer. You know, yeah. I mean, and the nine's just even better. So it's almost like you're on a gimbal. Um, <laughs> and it has horizon leveling so oh nice you know a lot of times you're you're when you're shooting your head is cocked and your picture goes with it uh, well the nine will compensate for that and automatically rotate level so oh, no matter oh. how you have it that's it, super nice that was the feature that really got me i'm like man because there's so many times when i get home and 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at a sideways horizon yeah. or whatever. Um, it has a limit, like I think 30 degrees or something, but um, yeah, but you're not turning heads well. like that. Yeah. 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 But it is a lot heavier too than I had a six and, and this one's a lot, a lot heftier unit. Yeah. But, yeah. I use a, so I wear a ball cap <clears throat> with mine and then I use, it's called the same mount. Oh, so I haven't heard that. It's actually, it's really the, clips really tight like you have to i have to use a, oh, a your, lot of muscle to clip it to my bill but it oh. sits back towards the back of it okay um, so it's not like weighed down on the front i did i was running yeah. the one that like has the band you know yeah. and straps around but it gave me a headache just from having that pressure on my head yeah um, it definitely does. and i actually got this idea from i'm sure you've heard of bobby guy films He's a oh, yeah, yeah. big goose hunter yeah, on YouTube. Guy. Yeah, it's yeah. the same same mount that he uses, and it's super easy to take off. So, like, after you shoot a bird, you can take it off and kind of, hey, you know, I just actually right. hit one. Right. Um, right. So yeah, that's I have to check that out. Um, yeah, it's like it's like ten bucks. Mounted, my battery pack's mounted to my strap head strap on the back, so you oh, have a yeah. little added weight for there. But I wonder if I can rig up some kind of a mount for the external battery with that. Yeah. I mean, you could that probably, if you have a snapback, you could probably That's mount true. it to the snapback somehow, Something. you know, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be interesting to see, but yeah, we'll be excited to see, you know, some of your grouse footage. Like I said, we've never, we've never done it. I've never been up to Wisconsin hunting. I don't know if we'll ever make it up there for, I think it'd be fun to experience. Yeah. Right. Right. I just know yeah, it's, uh, we've just been stuck in the old, uh, pheasant game. Right, you know, that's not a bad game. It's you know, not a bad game. No, it's it's a lot I, of fun. I love pheasant hunting. I mean, really, it's the first. Oh, man, I can't remember. Maybe I did shoot. Probably shot a rooster on the wing before I shot a grouse on the wing. You know, back when we used to hunt grouse, we didn't use dogs, so we walked logging trails, two tracks, and you just flush them and shoot them. Yeah. And uh, back in those days, you know, if they're on the ground, there was no shame. You <laughs> shoot them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> my first time i shot one on the wing was over that wild gsp i had and i dropped it in the water and i thought here we go we got the dog here for a reason he, he really didn't help find the bird but he was there and that damn dog wouldn't go in after it so uh, we had to fish we had to fish it out with a big long limb uh but we we did get it out but but my first fine. rooster was over that dog so nice um, you know full choke 10 yards hamburger you know but <laughs> I was so proud of that. <laughs> we, uh, speaking of shooting a bird over water, I can remember back some years before diesel was Jackson, but we shot a, a pheasant that was flying out over a, like a pond that got up right over and it made it to the other side. Well, instead of him running around, he ran right, swam right through the water, went across, got the bird and actually swam back, which never trained him to do that. And he just did that. Um, so it was actually pretty impressive because most time dogs take the easiest route around. Uh, but right, he went yeah. straight for it and yeah. straight back, which was, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Good. Yeah. Very, yeah. I see, I envy that, you know, <laughs> running pointing breed. So, um, yeah, it definitely takes a lot more to instill that retrieve into them. Yeah, I think the GSP is a little bit. Uh, although this past year, you know, this is really his first season was this past year and he brought a couple birds to me. 
Um, and we do a lot of yard work and it's like that, that age old thing where well, he brings everything to me in the yard, but we get in the field and he gets some feathers in his mouth and he gets a little weird about it. And uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. So I'm just trying to build confidence all winter. Um, I put everything in his mouth that I could find, you know, yeah. in my basement, you know, caulk tubes, pieces of pipe, um, brushes, you know, whatever I could to try to get him to, to hold on to everything. So we're working on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting uh, but, to see this coming season, the second, be a second season. Second real season, you know, as he had a puppy season, I don't really consider that, you know, that's just all about fun. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we just, I didn't even blow the, I didn't even use the e-collar on him at all that first year, you know, yeah. um, just let, let him do his thing and, and, and get the, the lay of the land. So for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, Dave, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's definitely good talking to you. Fun learning about what under 40 yards is and hearing some well, of your stories. I'll have to have you out to Iowa sometime for some, some yeah. real, real bird chasing. Absolutely. I would love yeah. that. Yeah, Great. feel free to. Having, you guys are having a, a good run there the last few years with your birds. So we yeah. have, we have. Yep, we've had some. Definitely yeah, we've had some missed opportunities, uh, but we've definitely had some opportunities <laughs> we've capitalized yeah. on. Yeah. I should have this year. I should have had a lot more birds than what I did, but yeah. I just need Tyler to get the just, trap range a little Tyler, more. Tyler just goes fucking limp and just forgets what he's doing out there, and the bird gets up, and he's like, oh, I'm supposed to shoot this. Uh, I always say I'm watching the dogs too much. Yeah, yeah, right. I get distracted. If you spend enough time in the grouse woods, you know, you have to improve, right? Because, you know, yeah. they're hard to hit, but they're easy to kill. Yeah. You know? I always tell people they're hard to hit, but easy to kill. Yeah, you probably um, have super it, tight shooting one, windows one pellet, you know, will bring a grouse down or a rooster, you know, obviously, you know, that's not the case. So yeah, for uh, sure. You got to put, you got to put more lead on them. Especially but. those uh, South Dakota roosters. I I know they're the same bird, but I swear to God, they're tougher up in South <laughs> they got Dakota. like Kevlar on them. Fuck. Man, you got to have a good, and they like to run, man. If they, they hit the ground, they just, if you don't get a good shot, they're gone. Yeah. I mean, a lab is just a better, pheasant dog you know i think yeah i mean plenty of dogs are, are good but good overall but i think if i was going to hunt roosters i'd be doing what you guys are doing you know running your oh. goldens and running lab it's kind we of a lost, lost art you know i don't think uh, many people use uh, retrievers much anymore for the upland game they use them more for yeah. the duck the goose uh, that yeah. kind of hunting yeah. You know what, though? You, you look at a lot of those outfitters in South Dakota. I know a guy that goes up every year. They have all labs, you know, a dozen dogs in their kennel. They're all black, yellow labs. That's all they use. So I think yeah. when you're producing for people and you're producing on one of those situations, you know, you can't go wrong. You just want, you need the bird in the air. You know, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's the that's the goal. So oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're going to sure. dive in and get them get them going. So. Right. You'll have right. to come on uh, one of our Flushman Dustin Power Hours one of these times, Dave. We do it. Uh, we'll probably yeah. do one here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, okay, cool. We get some topics, and then we ask them to the group, and then everybody kind of gets to throw their, their opinion out there, what they think, no right or wrong answer, and it kind of becomes a fun little debate, and uh, you learn a few things. Right. I have listened to a couple, so, yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, again, we appreciate it. We'll try to connect this season. 
um, bag some roosters and uh, look yeah. forward to following you and watching your YouTube channel. So everybody be sure to check them out under 40 yards on Instagram and YouTube. Um, again, thanks for coming on the Flushman Dustin podcast. Thanks Dave. Appreciate Thank it. Have a great night. Thanks guys. Totally yeah. my pleasure. Thank you. Talk to you later.